You are listening to the Oracle Fantasy Football Podcast live from Draft Dungeon Studios with your hosts, Brad Andrews, Sean Tobato, and Jonathan Elliott. It's almost football time. What's up and welcome to the Oracle. It's football season. Less than 24 hours as of this recording. The countdown begins to the Bears-Packers Thursday night game. I'm hyped. Yeah. Te- teams are drafted. Things are happening. How do you feel about your drafts? I feel great. I feel pretty good. I think things fell. I mean, you put in the work in the off season. You do the research. You listen to your podcast. Yeah. Keep up with your guys and things tend to fall. Okay. I feel like a few of our league mates have been listening to us in the off season. Yes, we have <laughs> given away a few too many secrets and a few of our league mates may have capitalized. Like specific players reaching around ahead. I'm yes. just like interesting. Yes. That's exactly what I'd have done. We were getting sniped right and left. Yeah, I, it's fine. I'm it willing fine. to make that sacrifice. So other people can win championships. I'm still going to win. You're going to win. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. So you don't win your league from the draft. You could lose it, maybe. You can definitely lose it. I agree with that. But you don't win your league from the draft. You win your league. You build a foundation in the draft, and you win your league through waivers and trades. So... You know, it's a good it's starting good. point. Yeah, it's a good. I feel, I feel like I got a really solid starting point. You build a foundation. All right, so we got a little bit of news to talk about. Catch you up on some of the news, and then we'll get into some matchups, some starting sits. But first, we got to talk about a few guys. Over this past week, had a, a little bit of movement, decent amount of movement. Shady McCoy was cut by the Buffalo Bills. He ends up with Andy Reid yeah. in the Chiefs offense. Played with uh, Andy Reid before up in Philadelphia. Yeah, so he might know uh, some of the verbiage from the offense. Might not need a lot of schooling there, but I think he's going to be eased in. Andy Reid specifically said he liked what he saw in the tape. Yes, him. that's why he made the trade. So if you thought Shady was washed up, Andy Reid does not think so. It's not done yet. He called him and Damian Williams co-starters on that offense. Oh, we were pretty high on Damian. A lot of people have been. He definitely takes a hit. Takes a hit. Not not as far as I've seen him going in some drafts. No. And and I saw the breakdown that if he gets about 60% of the running back snaps... Yeah. then he can still be a top 10 running back. On that offense. So if it shakes out correctly. Yeah. How do we feel about McCoy? Uh, that's, that's where my question marks are. I, I definitely say draft him. I mean, draft him late. But if all your drafts are over, I don't know. We'll get into our start sit later. But I got some questions about playing him. Yeah, definitely don't. I wouldn't start him this week. Yeah. And definitely, it could shake out in his favor eventually. Okay. But worst case scenario, I mean, this offense is just full of so many weapons. 
They run the ball. They're a bottom third team in rushing attempts. They don't run the ball a lot, but they get their running backs involved a lot in the pass game. They get up in games. He can run the clock out. Goal line opportunities. I mean, we've seen it before where we've had, like with the Saints, two solid running backs. I mean, was it not last year, the year before, um, two two top ten running backs with uh, yeah Ingram, Kamara and, Kamara. and Ingram. yeah yeah I don't necessarily think this is going to be one of those cases okay and it could be a thing of you don't know who's going to score the touchdown that week Damian Williams is gonna is the best bet and I'm still flexing him or RB twoing him in a lot of my leagues. So right now he's looking like the best bet, but it could be a thing of Miko Hardman gets involved, Damian Williams scores some weeks, Shady mm-hmm. scores some weeks, Sammy Watkins gets a pit a shuffle pass out of the backfield. Oh yeah. So you don't know what's gonna happen. All right. So there's a lot of other things that happen. This is a wild weekend. Yeah, Carlos Hyde goes to the Texans. Last week. Sean was in here just raving about Duke Johnson Jr. <laughs> and, and, you know, I had some issues with that. Yeah. Duke, I still think Duke is a solid flex. I think Duke Johnson is still worth playing, but if you thought he was going to be a workhorse back and get all of the carries in that offense, you they're just they don't see him that way. They went out and got Carlos Hyde. He's going to have carries. Yeah. So the question is who they use at the goal line. And if that ends up being Carlos Hyde, you got a dicey situation in standard leagues, especially with Duke Johnson. Because they like to throw a lot at the goal line as, as it is. With, yes. With Lamar Miller back there. I mean, they were just throwing the ball yeah. down the goal line. So he wasn't a big touchdown guy. Um, you did like the improvements in that O-line. We, we talked about that. Earlier this summer. Yeah, they've looked good. Titus Howard, they added him on the O-line. So, yeah, their O-line's definitely going to be much improved from last season. What do you do with Carlos? What do you think? Is he flexible? I mean, I have him in a couple leagues just to see what happens. I'm thinking wait and see. I'm thinking wait and see. He Last year he faced the second most amount of stack boxes in the NFL still had about 45 evaded tackles. Yeah. They did make the huge trade as well to the Dolphins added more O-line depth. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's a huge move for the Texans. They want to win now. Yeah, they They do. They got their quarterback. They got uh, some solid wide receivers there. I like it. All right, so with McCoy gone up in Buffalo, what does this mean for Devin Singletary? His draft price skyrocketed. So I ha- I got him in the 12th round in one draft, and then like three or four days later I had another draft after the news, and he was going like 8th, ninth round, gone. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's a tough, tough call. Yeah. I mean, what do you think? I, I take on it. I, I'm, I think he's got the best opportunity to become the number one there. I think Gore is still there. We saw what he did down in Miami last year. I think Gore will be the start this week. 
maybe next week. I'm saying week three, week four. Let's evaluate and see where he's at then. Yeah, Devin Singletary is probably my third favorite running back coming out of this draft. I love his talent. Mm-hmm. I think they look at him as the guy, especially going into 2020 season. Yeah. I think this season they have Frank Gore, and I think it's going to be a serious pain in the ass for Devin Singletary owners. And Yeldon. Yes, and Yeldon's going to take some third down work. So uh, you're not starting. I'm not looking at starting Singletary. But the hype, Brad. Man, they are going crazy for this guy. Yeah, I mean, his, his, his ADP skyrocketed when that happened. Because he's very clearly the most talented back in that backfield, and it looked like he had a clear path to a workhorse role. Yeah. But they're listing Gore as a starter. They're starting Gore. So, some comments I've heard from the coaching in camp was, you know, he's just got to learn blitz packages. He's got to, there's a lot to learn about the NFL. It's a different game. You have to learn to pick these things up. And, they were having just, you know, small issues with stuff like that that Gore's been doing for years. Yeah. He's a rookie. They're looking at him as a rookie. They're going to bring him along slowly. They're they're not necessarily a team that is in win-now mode, so they don't have to use him straight off the bat as the workhorse. So they're not going to push it. Yeah. And that's just something you're going to have to live with as a Singletary owner. But worth a stash. Somebody Definitely. Solid Absolutely. Definitely good. I got him pick. on one of my benches. Just not going to play him this week. Probably yeah. not next week, but I want to see how it works out. Yeah, and his talent could eventually take a lot of work from Gore. You're just going to have to be patient. Yeah, talent-wise, he could end up in RB2 by the end of the season. Yeah. So we just we don't know yet. All right. All right, so we're getting into... Well, we got, we got Zeke signed. He's going to play signed. football this year. Highest paid running back in the NFL. Signed a massive six-year, $90 million contract. It's Zeke is Zeke. He's back to a top three running back in the NFL, top three fantasy running back. What did I tell you, Brad? You cannot keep Zeke in a cage. Can't do it. Can't do it. do it. Pay the man. He got paid <laughs> finally. So I drafted Pollard in a few leagues. Yeah. And... In a 10-team league, I just don't think he has standalone value. I can't see it. I can't see him taking much. He might He might get in the end zone week one. He might get in the end zone week two. But by week three, I think that Zeke is full-blown workhorse. And Six-team league flex. That's where I would play him. Something like that. Something where... He's going to be, I mean, I mentioned this guy months ago, and it was because of those third down pass catching opportunities. Then we saw in the preseason just an incredible talent between the tackles, but it was preseason, you know? Right. Uh, I mean, I love his talent, but I just think Zeke, there's not many guys that are sitting behind a guy like Zeke. Nope. And I think they're a very good football player. He'll be exciting to watch on the team. He'll get... Yeah, they'll work him in. They'll have some explosive plays with him, but his week to week volatility as far as if he's gonna get in the end zone or not, or he's just not gonna have the volume you need to be a consistent fantasy player. Yep. You know, maybe worth the flyers a flex this week, but after that, I'm I'm looking away. Okay. 
All right. Any other news? I think we're good. We're caught up on the news. We're pretty sure Gordon's not going to be playing football anytime soon. No, Melvin Gordon. There was rumors of a trade that has been explored by at least one team reached out to the Chargers about Melvin Gordon. Later was revealed that team was the Eagles. They had an offer on the board that involved Jordan Howard going over there. God, that makes no sense. But the picks were not. They're not. They're looking for a first-round pick and a fifth-round pick, and the Eagles were not offering that, and they were looking for the Chargers to pay some of Gordon's salary this year. So <laughs> it just doesn't even make sense. I don't. I mean, Rappaport is reporting that it's just not looking likely. They're not going to get what they want. Yeah. So Gordon's got a decision to make. Is he going to sit? I mean, I got him in a league. I got Justin Jackson in a couple leagues just sitting on my bench. Is he going to sit? He The latest he can sit is the is conflicting reports on this. But yeah, I think I he really can sit it. until week 10. He can sit almost until the end of November. And that is rough. So, so he's still getting fined. He is getting fined. So that if he comes back sooner... Yes, if he comes back <laughs> sooner, it'll be because he's getting fined boatloads of cash. Yeah. Come on, man. I get it. I get it, but these but, guys are dealing with yeah. numbers that I just don't understand. But they straight up said they're not going to they're not negotiating with him no. anymore until the end of the season. Well, I mean, that's kind of negotiating, but yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> and, well, yeah. But They've made their stance. They've drawn the line. Yeah. <laughs> it's and the line moves. I mean, they <laughs> did this before with with uh, Vincent Jackson a few years back mm-hmm. on the Chargers. Yeah. And they didn't pay him. They're just historically a team that they're not going to cave like the Cowboys kind of did. Uh, the Cowboys valued their guy. I also saw a clip on ESPN where it's like, dude, if, if Melvin Gordon comes back, he's going to be bitter. Like, is he going to give it 100%? After? Oh, come on. I mean, Ugh. that's a legitimate gripe, dude. He he h- held out. You play team. to win the game. That's fine, but he these are NFL players. We're not talking logic. We're talking large egos. We're okay. talking guys who want to get paid. They want their team. He looks at himself as a top running back he wants to get paid as a top running back he's not getting paid as a top running back so he's gotta eat some of that humble pie and walk in there and play Mm. the next few weeks humble pie or he's gonna sit as long as possible and come in week 10 and we'll see how that goes but that does not sound like a good situation (laughs) all right all right we got some matchups for you all right got uh thursday night football Coming up, Bears-Packers. Huge game tomorrow night. There's a lot of things to talk about in this game. So recent news as far as the uh, starter for the Bears running back uh, is looking to be Davis over Montgomery. Yes, there are reports that Mike Davis will be featured week one, which is outrageous. Just outrageous. All right, let's take a deep breath. Let's just calm down. Outrageous. It's It's going to be ridiculous. But you got to take that with a grain of salt. This is coach speak. I think that 
they've shown in the preseason Montgomery's running with the ones. Maybe they ease him in a little bit, but I'm still starting Montgomery if I got Montgomery. Yes. That's what I'm doing. I think his talent is just, it'll win out. It'll win out before, I mean, it'll win out during this game. <laughs> so, the, so by the first quarter, end of the first quarter, all right, good game, Mike. Thanks, thanks for coming out. We yes. appreciate it. I mean, they got to win the game, bottom line. Yeah. You got Mike Davis, you got David Montgomery, and you drafted him as a high draft pick. You're favored mm-hmm. by three in this game. The over-under is 46. It's going to be a decently high-scoring game. And you got to beat the Packers. You got to beat the Packers. So Rogers coming in town. Back's okay. Coming in to put up some points. Yes. It's going to be a great They're game. They're at home. The Bears are at home. Yeah. Playing the Packers. Solid defense against the new LaFleur offense. So I love Aaron Jones in this game. I love David Montgomery in this game. I love Devontae Adams in this game. So that's where the question mark comes. Then the question marks start after that. I'm f- I'm I I'm thinking Geronimo. Mm. So honestly this week I would fade I might fade both the Packers secondary receivers. If you got somebody else better to we play. Just, they're facing the Bears defense. Yeah. They're facing the Bears defense. They don't have good matchups with the corners they're facing. Mm-hmm. Valdez Scantling is going to be up against Kyle Fuller. That's that's a tough matchup. Yeah. I mean, I would if I had to play one of them, I'd be playing MVS. Okay. Because Geronimo Allison is up against Buster's Buster Scrine on on Chicago. He's a solid solid nickelback. They'll move him around. They'll move they did that last year. They moved Geronimo around. I don't I, think, I'm with you. I think he's a slot straight up. So I would play Geronimo if I had to play one of these guys, but I, I think I see what you're saying. Let's just wait. If you have a better option, play those guys, right? Right. We don't know who the number two is yet. We're gonna find out. Yeah. I think this offense is yet to be seen what they're gonna do. If they run some two wide sets, Geronimo's not going to be on the field. If they run three wide consistently, Geronimo will be on the field. Mm-hmm. So does Aaron Rodgers look MVS's way more than Geronimo? Does Allison outplay him, him regardless? We don't know what's going to happen. LaFleur is running out this offense for the first time, ran a real vanilla offense in the preseason. I'm excited to see this offense. Full yeah, speed. I love it. I mean, they were, they were splitting out Jimmy Graham wide in the preseason, getting him some targets in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Graham, play him. Yeah. I would probably play him. if I, ha- I mean, you're not – you're probably not rostering two tight ends regardless. I'll get into some streamable tight ends later or some guys you might want to pick up on the waiver. If you have Trey Burton, he is going to be injured, most likely not to play, so – Guy we were looking at possibly leaking into the top 10 under our tight end rankings. There was huge hype about him two years ago, but um, won't be playing Thursday night, most likely. Mm. So keep an eye on that. Um, not crazy about his backup. Forget who it is. 
Yeah. Who we got? Some about Trey Burton. Trey Burton. Yeah. Yeah. Trey Burton may not play this week. Questionable going in. Limited in practice. Yeah. All right. So, anything Keep, else with this game? No. I just run with your guys. You're yeah. starting your studs. Yep. Regardless of matchup, you're starting your studs. My studs include David Montgomery okay. at this point. I'd, I'd, if week one turns out to be they really ease him in, then you're making a decision from there. But if I got him on my roster, chances are he's the best flex option I have at least. Yes. So I'm rolling with him. All right, so we're going to look at some other matchups. I'm going to go through some wide receiver corner matchups. All right. So from PFF has the best wide receiver matchups versus the corners. A lot of the top 10 includes guys that you're starting regardless. So if you got guys like Julio, Michael Thomas, Mike Evans, even Tyler Boyd, Thielen, Odell Beckham, Hopkins, you're starting all these guys. But some guys that you would possibly be looking at Real flexing. Quick, real quick, how tough is Tyler Boyd's matchup? Because he wasn't very good at creating separation last year. I think he's fine. Okay. He's got a great matchup against Seattle. Oh, he has a good good matchup. Yeah. I thought you were talking these about are, bad matchups. These are the best matchups. Okay. So he, he runs a lot out of the slot, but he will be on the outside with A.J. Green out. Yeah. So they they but they're gonna try to move him around in that Seattle game. So Seattle's favored by nine and a half in that game. Over under forty four, not the highest scoring game in the world. Okay. So I'm still starting Tyler Boyd though, regardless. Okay. I think he's a guy you start. And a, a few other guys on this list. You got Dante Pettis going against Tampa Bay. You got Dante Pettis. He's going to be matched up against Carlton Davis in in Tampa Bay's secondary. He's a top five play on this list. Okay. So he's a guy that could go off. He Mark- was one of my big start sit questions with Dante and everything. All the rumors in the offseason, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so he's the declared starter across from Marquise Goodwin, who is also on this list as a top ten play. Just the matchup against Tampa Bay's secondary. One of these two guys is going to go off. And my play is Dante Pettis. But the over-under in this game is like 50-something points. Yeah, right? it's 49.5 points okay. over-under. There's going to be, and it's a push. So Vegas isn't even picking a winner in this game. So could it easily be San Francisco and both wide receivers have incredible matchups. Okay. So you're starting Pettis, and, and that's just one of the sleeper picks of the week. Yeah. Emmanuel Sanders is another guy. He's he's the number two matchup of the week. He's my start of the week. He's going up against Lamarcus Joyner on Oakland's defense. He, he, just Oakland's secondary. That's a matchup you want to exploit. Him running in the slot. Oakland has not been good historically. Covering the slot and Lamarcus Joyner is not, it's is a below average corner, so look for Emmanuel Sanders to have a big game. Oh yeah, couldn't couldn't agree more. As a Raiders fan, yes, we are struggling back there. Uh, yeah. Got some rookies. Jonathan Brown's coming in, but these guys are young. They have to learn. 
And they might even be able to interfere, but Raiders haven't been able to tackle in a decade. So if they get the ball, they might be able to take off. Yeah. So Kiki QT is also a guy, if he plays, which he did practice today. Oh, that's good news. Yeah. So we will see if it keeps him out or not. Definitely, definitely keep an eye on this. But he was practicing. He also has been characterized as unlikely to play in the season opener within the last few days. So that's definitely something you want to keep an eye on. But if he does play, then he does have a solid matchup. Very good matchup against P.J. Williams of New Orleans. That game is projected to be an absolute shootout. 52.5 point over under. New Orleans is projected to win by a touchdown. But there's going to be a boatload of points scored. Kenny Stills is a sleeper in that game. Yeah. So just look for that game to be scored a lot of points. With Kiki as a possession receiver. Now, we we talked about this before. You think he can get some deeper passes this year? You think he can get targeted in the end zone? Yeah, they used him on a lot of short stuff down in the red zone. And we talked about uh, Deshaun Watson liking to pass pass once he gets close they love to throw the ball so With they, they gave him up, some of those short ones him? i would consider flexing him depending on my options okay. if i'm flexing wide receivers these are the options i'm looking at okay. i'm looking at Emmanuel sanders looking at dante pettis looking at kiki qt possibly even goodwin i'm looking at flexing goodwin in one league just because He's got an incredible matchup, and my options aren't there. I'm yeah. wait, waiting on some guys to come back from injury. A lot of people are. A lot of people lost Pollard guys. because Pollard, I don't think, is worth flexing at all. So definitely worth looking at. Okay. I couldn't agree more with uh, a few of those. Not sure about Kiki, but that's why we differ on things. Yeah. So you're, Everything about the matchup sounds great, and I love playing a wide receiver in a high-scoring game like that. Right, yeah. Okay. I mean, it it may, you know, Fuller may get the work in that. Love Fuller. So Touchdown if you got Fuller, obviously starting him. Yeah. But if you're struggling to find a flex, Kiki's worth a look. Okay. Fair All enough. Right. All right. What we got next? All right. Let's see here. Some guys available on the waiver wire. And and primarily I was looking through and looking at availability. And I was just amazed by the amount of tight ends available that just really aren't being rostered. All right. This is one of my sleeper picks. A guy to take a look at. I'm not saying play him this week. Raiders are really high on Darren Waller. He's only rostered in 20% of leagues. Very athletic. Guy's been in the league for five years. He used to play for Baltimore. Um, dealt with some issues, some drug issues. He's been in recovery. Uh, been clean for three years. Really? I think he's an interesting prospect. Um, yeah, just a little backstory on Darren Waller. Yeah, he's so their number one tight end. They've been really it. high on him. If you've been watching Hard Knocks, you're getting the whole video on him. 20% of uh people are owning him right now all right some of the old favorites kyle rudolph jordan reed both both available 50 percent of leagues i mean come on guys jack doyle 30 percent rostered in leagues mm. all right 
I understand he's gone. The the man is gone. Luck is gone. But with Brissett, two that years helps, ago, Doyle. Yeah, two years ago with Brissett, he was he finished as the ninth best tight end. Yes, he's the starter, and he was. A he solid is the starter end. over Ebron. Let's be very clear about this. <laughs> He is the starter. He gets more snaps. Does when that Ebron upset you? Because it upsets me. I mean, as for a fantasy perspective, you'd obviously like for one of them to be the clear cuts, clear cut favorite, and get yeah. all this as many snaps as possible. Mm-hmm. But if you you're looking at either one of these guys, I mean, I, for me, it's Doyle right now. Yeah, I still I, can't get over Ebron in Detroit. I know he was awesome last year, but it's just he just rubbed me the wrong way two years ago. He was fantastic last year. I I'll, think the talent is there. He's just, I mean, he's not a blocker. He doesn't. So either one of these guys are worth a look. The thing with Ebron is he's not getting all the snaps because he can't block. Yeah. And but, but when he is getting snaps, he's pretty much running a route on like a hundred percent of his snaps. Yeah. Like he's not blocking whatsoever. <laughs> so he's out there to catch passes when he is out there. But Doyle is out there more often. So if you're going for some upside, Ebron's probably the guy, but Jack Doyle finishes the tight end nine with luck. Yeah. I mean, with Brissett, when yeah. Luck was out two years ago. so He was fine. Fine. Yeah, Better than fine. fine. All right, last guy. This is just taking a shot. Gerald Everett, tight end for the Rams. He's only rostered 1% of the leagues. 1%. Yeah. 1%. So, he's a guy. Uh, here's what I'm looking at doing, possibly on my roster. I'm looking at preemptively hitting the waiver wire. Because there are guys that are going to go off this weekend. Yeah. And you are going to be sitting in line for them. I don't want to sit in line, Brad. Yeah. So if you want to preemptively get some of these guys in case they go off and their value skyrockets. This is what we do. We are the Oracle. Yes. (laughs) I'm looking at guys like Waller. Yeah. And I have a couple more guys I'll get into in a minute. But I'm looking at hitting the waiver wire early. Just based on some of the game script, based on what could happen in some of these games. Mm -hmm. And Oakland's a team that we don't know what the offense is going to look like. They're going against Denver. Denver's projected to win by a point. And the over-under is 43. Yeah. But they're the team that likes to run the ball. They got A.B. out there, but they like to use their tight ends. Last year they used Jared Cook a whole boatload. And it's a very different offense now. You got A.B., but Waller's worth a look. What do you think sure. about Everett, though? Everett, uh, I, it, there's two things that could happen with the Los Angeles Rams defense. Okay. Last year, they ran three wide 90% of the time. But after week 15, they flipped the script and ran 12 personnel with a tight end and two wide. Well, Cup got hurt. Pretty much the rest of the year. Cup was out. Yes, Cup was out. But yeah. they they played three wide with Cup out for a long time before that. But okay. they completely flipped it and ran 12 personnel, with a, which is with a tight end on the field and with two wide mm-hmm. for from week 16 on. 
a whole lot. Yeah. So there are whispers that they're running that a lot more this year. Okay. And maybe could ease Cup into the mix with running three wide sets. So it could go either direction. They could come out. Uh, McVeigh has been famous for running 11 personnel three wide. He's the only person in the history of the NFL been able to do that almost 100% of the time. Just run three wide out there, get some movement going, move guys around in, in the formation. That has and worked be well. completely successful with it. McVeigh is the master of that. But uh, he, like I said, he flipped the script last year after week 15 and ran 12 personnel a whole lot. So he could come out doing that. And if he does that, Hebert's going to be a great benefit of that. So. Right. Absolutely. So it all depends on what McVeigh has got working. Worth a shot. Yeah. So definitely keep an eye on that situation. All right. So the next thing I wanted to get into here, quarterback streamers went down, looked and see who was available. We're going to say less than 60% available for these streamers. Does that sound good to you? Yeah. Okay. Solid. All right. I'll start start with the guy who is available 54% of leagues, Jameis Winston. He's playing the Niners. The over-under in this game is ridiculous. Yes. So over-under in that game, oh my like goodness. I said, is 49 and a half. I love the Niners receivers in this game. I love Tampa Bay's receivers in this game. I got Winston. I'm playing him in this game. I got Lamar Jackson. I'm playing him in this game. <laughs> Lamar who? Yeah. No, San Francisco Tampa Bay. Oh, Miami. I'm sorry. Wrong game, but I'm excited. About <laughs> him. Really excited about him playing Miami. So, uh, The 49ers still dealing with – they dealt with a lot of injuries. I know this was his hot take defense, but I think it's going to take him a little bit longer to get their defense in line. I mean, yeah. all, uh, Vegas agrees with that. Yeah, yeah. so – one of the worst tackling teams in the NFL last year. Yeah. They have a boatload of talent on their defensive line, but Nick Bosa has been limited in practice, had has been injured in training camp. So we're yet to see how that's going to look, but the over-under is looking like it's going to take some time to develop. Uh, so I like the points in this game. Yeah. Give me a quarterback in this game. Yeah. Uh, speaking of another quarterback in this game, Jimmy G, available in twenty twenty eight percent, only 28% people drafted, uh, Jimmy G, so he'll be playing, and I like him as well in this game. Yeah, so Jimmy G's an interesting guy, looked absolutely horrendous in one preseason game, turned around and looked great in the next preseason game. Yeah. So there were talks of Dante Pettis, him. He there were talks of him being on the roster bubble and all kinds of things, but they're coming out with Goodwin and Pettis starting that wide out. Love that talent. I think they love got, the matchup. You're just talking about it. Yes. So they have great matchup. Tampa Bay has done nothing to improve their secondary. There's a lot of good quarterbacks available to stream this week. We got Cousins going to Atlanta. Cousins is available in 47 percent of leagues. Um, I know that that's all we've heard about, and we've talked about it, the run-heavy offense. There's going to be a lot, of, a lot of points in this game. Um, I still think they're going to throw to Thielen Dicks. Yes. So I like that pick. also like Matt Stafford 
playing the Cardinals. That Cardinals defense, guys, oh, I got them dead last. Yeah, Patrick Peterson's out, so. I got them ranked dead last. He's available in 16% of leagues, so you can grab Stafford. So, any of these guys, I feel really comfortable playing. Drafted right. all my quarterbacks in the last round, just picking these guys up, looking at matches, matchups. Feeling good about streaming this week. Yeah, Kenny Galladay's a guy I really like in that game with Peterson out. So, roll with your boy. Oh, you know I love my Kenny G. Yes, sir. All right. So, you know, people are getting close. They got a lot of start-sit questions. We're talking about some flexual healing. We're talking about some guys that they just don't know what to do, Brad. We got to answer some questions. We got to play the Oracle. So... Some of these guys we've talked about, we can just simply say whether or not we'd start or sit them. Um, Let's start with Devin Singletary. We talked about him earlier. I am going to sit him. Yeah, I'm sitting him too. I think it's just going to take some time for that backfield to shake out, and they like Frank Gore. They're not in win-now mode. I mean, that's the deciding factor. Singletary is obviously the guy for the future, but they're not. They're not a team that's necessarily competing for a playoff spot right now. Wait a couple weeks on this guy, guys. Yeah, so just give him a few weeks, see how he looks. Hopefully he wins out with his talent and pushes Frank Gore to the side. But they're going to use Frank Gore. Okay. A lot more than I'm comfortable with playing a guy in my slot that's behind him. All right, moving forward, we'll stick with more running backs. Darius Geis. I like the news you were giving me earlier on him, so I might play him in a flex position. So I am playing him in my flex because Jay Gruden came out and said that the offense, he said that the carries from the offense are going to run through Geis. That's good news. And that he will be featured. Okay. So that is very good news. I, I mean, there is... Yes, he is coming off an ACL injury, but they're going to work him into the offense. He's not going to come out and get 25, 30 carries a game. AP will be involved. Yes, but he looked good. He looked very good in the preseason, and I like him to get 15 to 20 touches Mm -hmm. and, and possibly get in the end zone. So he's a solid flex for me, especially based on what Gruden said coming out, that the carries run through guys. They're very very excited to see what he looks like on the field. He's a guy that was super hyped last year coming into drafts, was going in the third or fourth round. So uh, he's a guy I'm for sure flexing. A lot of people drafted 49ers running backs. Uh, McKinnon's out, put him on injured reserve. Breida or Coleman? I got both these guys. I got one in one team, another on another team. Actually, on another team, I got both of them just to figure out who it was going to be. Reports say it's 60-40, Brita Coleman. What are you thinking, Brad? I'm thinking I might play Brita this first week. I'm with you there. I think that lines right up with what we've seen. So uh, you want to take depth charts with a grain of salt because depth charts are historically done by like PR guys and interns. Yeah. But the week one depth charts mean something 
because these reporters are going in and grilling the coaches on them and confirming some of this information. This is kind of what I thought it was going to be from the get-go with Coleman and Shanahan before. That's kind of how the split was with him and Freeman under Shanahan. I just, I mean, call me crazy. I just don't think Coleman's going to be taken at first and second down. I mean, it remains to be seen, but this goes along with what we've seen in the preseason and in camp. Burita has been playing, outplaying Coleman consistently. Coleman's a guy that has great straight line speed, mm-hmm. and but he's not a huge between the tackles guy. He's not gonna make all kinds of crazy moves back there. Yeah, and Burita is a guy. If he could stay on the field, he was producing numbers last year. He just his issue he's is tough. he gets hit. He goes out of every game. He limps off the field. Then he comes back. Yeah. So he's if, done. He looks like his career's he's over. Completely done. Five minutes later, he's back in the game. <laughs> he's literally carted off back in the game. And I don't know why I got either one of these guys, but the the value was when I picked him up. I said, "All right, Coleman's dropped this late. I gotta grab him." Right. If and you're taking a shot, a I'll lot, take it on Brita. I think here's the thing: a lot of guys used high draft capital on Coleman. And he's their best flex option. When they're looking at their projections, when they're looking at who to play this week, they're sitting there and they're looking at Coleman. And it's tempting. But I just don't know if I would do it this week. I think if you have anybody better, wait and see. If he's your best option, I think you'll be okay, though. I agree. I think for him to be a solid option, he needs to be the 1A. It's going to be a high-scoring game. If you are forced to play him... I mean, they're facing the 31st best run defense yeah. in the league, most this likely. This game, I think Somewhere if you have there. a piece in this game, you'll be okay. Yes. I mean, their defense is horrendous in Tampa Bay. Yeah. There is no secret. So that helps. That definitely helps with either one of those guys. But okay. I, if I had if I had both, I'd be taking Brita. Week one. Questions in Philly, as usual, about the running back splits. Miles Sanders, do I flex him, Brad? I don't know. I have Miles Sanders and Darius Geis, and my choice has been Geis to flex. Okay. You can throw Howard in this mix, too. Yes, and, and it's only because we don't know what the Eagles' defense is going to look like. There hasn't been... The Eagles' offense, yeah. Eagles, yes. The Eagles' offense. We don't know what it's going to look like as far as the running back position. I didn't draft anybody There the hasn't Eagles' backfield because I have no clue. Right. There hasn't been enough information. There hasn't been enough to go on in the preseason and camp. Miles Sanders looks good. Yeah. Jordan Howard has led the league in carries or been at the top of the near the top for the past few years. They brought him over to get in the end zone. Yeah. So does Miles Sanders even get is Miles Sanders the main part of that offense? Or is it gonna be a situation where Jordan Howard takes too many carries to feel comfortable with? We don't know. I got a huge question mark on the Eagles backfield. I'm we saying if you have a better option, take it. Yeah, we don't know, and that's if you can wait, that's something that I'm waiting on. Okay. For sure. Justin Jackson or Austin Eckler? Maybe it's just me beating my drum, saying Justin Jackson. 
is the starting running back for the Chargers. Everybody loves Eckler, and I am higher on him without Melvin Gordon. But do you play Eckler over Jackson this I, week? I do. Okay. I for sure do, and it's not a question for me. And the the reason why, and okay. people are not talking about this, is that the Los Angeles Chargers are going into this game with a bottom three offensive line. Okay. Their offensive line is atrocious. What has happened? Injuries? They've had injuries. They haven't invested. Mm. It's just bad. Poor I mean, numbers. I looked at their starting lineup for their offensive line, and ooh, it was <laughs> like undrafted, undrafted. It was bad. So we're going to see how that looks, but it's just – I mean, they finished with one of the worst offensive lines last year, though, and Melvin Gordon produced. But you don't have Melvin Gordon. You don't have that talent to overcome that. People just raked on his yards per carry, but they just don't understand, if you watched him play, how many guys he made miss, like right at the line of scrimmage, right behind the line of scrimmage. First guy would get through. Gordon would make a cut and fight his way for four or five yards. You know, I don't know if Eckler can do that. So what you're saying, you think they're just going to play quick? A lot of yeah. outside stuff, not even trying to get between the tackles, bring Jackson yes. in to do that maybe nine or ten times. Yep. I Goal mean, line opportunities. You don't think Jackson's going to get the ball down there? The offense is going to move I the ball. I think it's Hunter Henry and Mike Williams' time all day. You know I'm all in on Hunter All Henry. day. All in. All day, I've baby. drafted Hunter Henry like Mike crazy. Mike Williams had ten touchdowns last year. Hunter Henry has ten touchdown ability. This... I mean, those are the guys I'm going in for in this. I picked up Jackson real late, 13th, 14th round. Um, I'm going to sit him this week, but I'm going to be watching that game. I remember last year, week three with Gordon out, Jackson came in and put in some work, guys. Yeah, definitely something to keep an eye on. Okay. All right, they're playing the Colts. Chargers six and a half point favorite, forty four and a half over under, and not the highest scoring game in the world. No, but not super low either. So we'll see. They're gonna get some points. We are hundred hundred ten percent flex Eckler, and I will agree with that. All right. So, are we playing Peyton Barber? Are we playing Ronald Jones? Are we playing anybody? I mean, it's a high scoring game. Do we want Barber in that? No, I mean unless your team is already in shambles. Okay. I, I mean, which I hope that you really don't have to start Peyton Barber. That's <laughs> God. You know why I mentioned Jeez. him here is just because of that game, wanting pieces. But I mean, is he's he even a, rostered? Is he even yeah, worth rostering? He's their starting running back, Brad. He is their starting running back. I don't think he's back. worth rostering. Running backs are getting traded. Running backs are getting thrown all care. around the league. Teams are calling each other up. Hey, I got Hyde. You want him? I got McCoy. You want him? Bucks are good to go on Peyton Barber. Love him. <laughs> Here's a guy to look for in Tampa Bay's backfield. Here's a guy. All right. Hang on. <laughs> I'm, hang on. Got to get his deep. name right. Digging deep. You think Arians is just going to pull a wild card out of his hat? No. I think that. 
He's the only guy that can catch passes on the roster. <laughs> they have three guys active. Dare Agumbawale. Agumbawale. He was mic'd up in preseason. Yep. Catches passes. Love his, love his spirit. The dude is just funny. He was talking to himself on the field. Oh, good cut, Dare. Let's go. Killing it out there. He's my. I'm thinking about putting him on my roster in my ten team league just to see what happens. You just want to find a spot for because this he's going to be there on third down. They're going to be losing the whole game, <laughs> every game. Send him out there. Ronald Jones can't catch. Payne Barber can't catch. <laughs> Dare is going to take the work. He can run between the tackles as well. He's a guy. Who, this is the guy you didn't want to talk about today. Yes. Didn't I want to talk about him because I'm sitting here looking at him on the wire and I'm like, mm. if you want him, you find a spot. I'm about to find a spot. <laughs> Very soon. Might do it while I'm talking. Well, we'll wait. I got him in a couple of leagues already. Just to see. You know, Rutgers are just salivating at this one. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to release this after I scoop him up. All right. <laughs> I've already agreed not to even touch these players that you're mentioning. All right. Yeah. Within so, 24 hours. <laughs> uh, Got to find a spot. All right, McCoy. We talked about him earlier. Start sit. He's a sit for me. Okay. But he's definitely a get him on your roster if you can. If you got him late, congratulations. You got to steal. I agree. Because his value skyrocketed after he got traded. Yeah. He was going in the hundreds. Yeah. So uh, you a lot of a lot of teams should be able to play somebody else and just wait and see on this one. Yeah, I mean he's a guy that most people are convinced that he's washed up, but obviously Andy Reid does not think so, no. and he landed in the perfect situation because anybody out of that backfield could score out of any given moment. Well, I they're mean, they're reunited. They're reunited, and it feels good. Yeah. All right, Duke Johnson. Start sit. He's a sit for me. He is a See him flex start a for me. Okay. I would start him because. Sell me on him. It's going to take. You're, I mean, you, first of all, sell him on me like a used car, Brad, because I am not even putting him on the bench right now. Because he, first of all, season long leagues, he is the guy to own in this backfield, especially in PBR. Carlos Hyde is going to be a pain. Yes, he's going to take carries. He might have 100 carries this year. He might have 120 carries this year. Duke Johnson is also going to have as many carries and all the receptions. In this game this week, this is a 52.5 point over under. New Orleans is projected to win by 7. It's going to be an absolute shootout in the Dome the Texans are probably going to be coming from behind okay. and throwing to Duke Johnson, among other guys. So you're you're more of a flex this week. This week specifically, absolutely. Okay. Yes, okay. he's I not a maybe, guy I would flex every week. There's some very good points. I, I that that checks out. Yeah, I mean. So the last few years, he hasn't been a great flex. No, but he's never been. In a backfield with a absolutely just terrible Carlos Hyde, either. Okay. All right. I mean, I firmly believe he's still the starter in Houston. Honestly, they brought in a guy to run between the tackles. Mm-hmm. 
and Carlos Hyde. But I think that Duke Johnson is still the starter. I'm not quite sold, but I see what you're saying. And, yeah. and I might be more inclined this week. Gotcha. Okay. Just watch out for him. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> the he's, Duke. He's, the Duke. Yes. The Duke is loose. All right. Kenyon Drake. I am. I'm going to play him. Let him loose. Yeah. A report just came through right before the podcast that he is looking at a lot of touches this week. So that, I mean, he's first on the depth chart. That was a big deal. Yes. Then a second report comes out that they're game planning him to have a boatload of touches. Tremendous talent when it comes to Kenyon Drake. I'm really looking forward to him hopefully breaking yes. out and just taking over that role from Balaj. Please. Yeah, so Drake's a guy he I was very high on coming into the year. Everyone was hoping he would just be freed, be give him all the carries, all the receptions, give him the workload role. Mm-hmm. That has not panned out. Kalen Blige ran with the ones a whole lot. Drake had the injury, was in a boot for a while. I mean, but Drake's still a flex option. He's still a flex guy. He he came back. He's healthy. He's projected to get a lot of touches. He's on first on the depth chart. The Dolphins are going to be behind in a whole lot of games. Is he starting? He is starting. Yes. He's the starter over Belage. He should see a boatload of targets. Yeah, I mean, he's Drake t- has the talent to easily get himself back up into RB2 status. Uh, so high on him last year. Really disappointed. I, I just, tremendous talent. I really would like to see him to take over that role. I'm really looking forward to watching this game. So, Miami, Baltimore. Baltimore is the six and a half point favorite. I'm this, playing their defense. This game is in Miami. Yeah. Which helps Miami a little bit. But the over-under on this game is only 38.5. Lowest scoring game of the week. I got that Ravens, D. Do you have that Ravens defense? I do not. Oh, I'm playing them. Uh, it's a great great play. I still one. think Drake will be okay. I think if anyone produces on Miami, Drake has a good shot as any of them. So, you spend some draft capital on him. I'm not sure who else you'd have available, unless you have one of them wide receivers that Brad was talking about earlier. Look at some other matchups and see. But I, I think I'm okay rolling them out in this game. Yeah, Baltimore's defense is not what it once was. So uh, this is supposed to be a low-scoring game, but I could easily see some, a couple guys on Miami getting in the end zone. All right, last running back. I threw him out here just because of the question marks. I'm going to play him. Latavius Murray. Okay. I mean, I love Latavius Murray. Drafted him in multiple leagues. I think guys are sleeping on him. I don't think he is as talented as Mark Ingram. He's going into the Mark Ingram role. Yeah. But he still runs a 4-3-4-4. That's just amazing. Yeah. for that big of a he's guy. He's not going to elude a ton of tackles. Not, he's not going to run over guys like Ingram did. We need him to get in the end zone. But he could still have that role. We don't know what Kamara's going to look like. We've gone through on our podcast before 
that his red zone touches skyrocketed between last year and the year previous. So Latavius could easily get some of those touches in the red zone. The matchup this week, you're looking at, uh, we went over this. Yeah. 52 and a half point over under. New Orleans is projected to win by seven. He could easily get in the end zone. Easily. He has good a chance as anybody. Just as easily like to see them get up and just let them run out the clock that fourth quarter. We'll right. see. But So, I think him as much as anyone, though, I w- if I have a better option that's more sure to get touches, I may lean that direction. So, it depends on your options. I think it's a great start, but if you have somebody better... Only because New Orleans is an offense that we're not completely sold that he's going to be used as that red zone guy. We don't know yet if he's for sure kind of taking that marking role. We don't know about a lot of these guys, and that's why we're asking. I mean, all right, here we go, Brad. Latavius Murray or Drake? Latavius. Latavius Murray or Duke Johnson? Duke. Latavius Murray or any of the other guys we've talked about besides Tevin Coleman and Brita. We're talking about Devin, Guy, Sanders, McCoy, Barber, Jackson. I'd play Eckler over him. I'd play Geis over him. Okay. He's real high on Geis. I mean, he's the, I like he's the okay. guy. He's the one in a running offense. Okay. So I, And I like the way the Redskins run the ball. Yeah. They've and had very productive... Th- the Redskins were in first place last year. People forget this. Dude, the, they, Red- the last couple years. Remember Fat Rob? Not right. a great running back. No. Got a lot of fantasy points. Right. Yeah, the Redskins, before Alex Smith went down, they were in first place. They were two games above 500. They were in first place. But, and it wasn't because they had a great quarterback and no. passing the ball all over the place. Awful. It was because they ran the hell out of the ball. Efficiently. And played great defense. Great blocking. Very efficient. Wide open holes for AP to run. AP was not fantastic of a runner last year. Right. No. I mean, he. one guy compared him to draft on roller skates, and I, I really agree with that. Yeah, their offensive line is hurting right now with Trent Williams out. Holding out. But there are rumors that he could come back as early as week two. So that's somebody we look at. Okay. I mean, that that offense is going to produce more fantasy numbers than you think. So I'm playing Latavius. I like it. Okay. Yeah, and that's a solid play. I I don't necessarily disagree. I just think it would be preferable to wait and see how that backfield shakes out. Oh, yeah. If you can, definitely. Couple more wide receiver situations, um, and maybe you got some stats so you can look up with who the, who's guarding them. Looking at the Cardinals, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, Michael Crabtree. You told me earlier Michael Crabtree is going to get the start in that air raid offense that he's ran before. Yes. So he's not a guy I'd look at starting on my fantasy team, but it's something worth noting. God, Crabtree was awesome at Texas Tech. Yeah, I mean, he knows the offense from college, and that's just very notable. I think it's going to be Kirk. I think it's going to be Fitzgerald, but Crab is starting. And Start, I, Larry. Are they playing at home? Larry's been playing great at home. They are at home Larry's, Detroit. Have you noticed this with Larry past couple of years? Great games at home. Here's a note on Larry Fitzgerald. 
has never finished below wide receiver 26. Ever. What? Yeah, he's incredible. That's, I mean... They're like, oh, he's getting too old. No, we'll just move him to the slot. He's fine. Yeah, people are writing <laughs> him off this year. And Unbelievable. I mean, I'm hands. not so sure that he's done. I mean, people are automatically oh, skyrocketing Christian Kirk as the guy to own. I'm not. Yeah. But I would not be surprised if old man Larry just keeps at it. I mean, this is a game I'm very excited to watch Kyler Murray play. Yep. See how this offense works. They didn't really run out the full version of this offense in the preseason, but you saw flashes of Kyler. So it's a very interesting game to watch. Detroit, Arizona. Detroit projected to win by two and a half. Mm-hmm. And 46 and a half over under. That's a good amount of points. So we'll see how it looks. Looking to see uh, what's going to go on with the Detroit Lions. Carry on Johnson. Definitely yes. want to see what happens there. Yeah. You're Reece. starting carry on if you got him. But you really would like some security in him getting great talent. Third but down work, getting receptions, getting in the red zone, getting those touches. So you want some security with that. Some, Just some haven't watch. been a team to run the ball effectively. When we talk about the Redskins, very effective. Detroit, not so much. Don't even want to mention that offense coordinator nonsense again. But, yeah. Yeah. I, I want to see it, big guy. You've been yeah. talking about it. You said you had some big things to say. I want to see it. All right. Let's move over to the Steelers. There's some question marks. Who do I flex? Moncrief. Washington. I say neither. Mm. Yeah. That is close for me. Mm-hmm. That is very close. Who? On who? For both of them. Well, I'm not... St- First of all, I'm not <laughs> starting Moncrief. I'll tell you right now. I cannot start Moncrief. Oh. I drafted him, but I can't start him because he hasn't done anything in camp preseason... James Washington has. That's all I hear from the kids. Oh, did you see James Washington's touchdown ball? It's it's preseason, dude. We yeah. knew what he could do. Well, I mean, he has looked incredible. <laughs> I mean, Moncrief. There's been good reports from Moncrief, too. Uh, in Up camp, and down. Not Up in preseason. I mean. Up and down. Roller coaster. So with here's what sold me on Moncrief. Like, sold me uh, on the opposite end. Like literally sold like sell him because Uh-oh. his it's just turned into his drops to get are, rid of. his drops throughout his career are just outrageous <sighs> every year it's just drops see the top <laughs> percentage of drops catchable balls every year and i mean this i say this as a minecraft owner as a guy who's desperate <laughs> to have a flex in one league and cannot flex minecraft <laughs> so i hope i'm wrong i legitimately hope i'm wrong but i can't flex him what and about washington i mean i think i'm not i think i'm with you i think i got to see how this shakes out okay i think there's still a shot that they throw jalen samuels in there and he gets a boatload of receptions but I think one of these guys is going to emerge. I think I think they are too. I think, but and I think the money is on Washington right now. But I'm okay. not, I'm not comfortable enough to make that call. Me neither. If I'm desperate, I'd th- play Washington. If I had to choose, okay. I think I'd play Moncrief. Mm. 
That's I know. Bold move, sir. Well, he can run out there and drop some balls. Yeah, <laughs> he can. All right. I've seen this guy not only as flex, flex questions, but I've seen him in people's wide receiver twos. Jarvis Landry. Mm. I mean, I've if been- anything, he would be a flex for me. And a questionable flex at that, depending on what your league's like. I'm not as high on Landry. I just don't think... I think he's good. I remember three years ago down in Miami, he was incredible. I had him. Just a possession receiver. I just don't know if he's going to be the guy to put you over the top or keep you safe. Uh, Yeah. He's an incredible football player. I mean, I love his talent. Yeah. He was incredible, and he was the main guy in in Miami. and he's always been a guy that is an absolute PPR monster. Yeah. But this year, he there's just... Okay, the mouse-to-feed argument is... Yeah, which I don't love that argument. I don't either, but I think it has some merit in this situation. Okay. Just because you can't add someone like Odell Beckham to the offense and you not lose a little bit. You're not getting as many targets. The argument against that is his efficiency goes up because the offense is going to be better. Mm-hmm. Which there is, you know, there's some validity to that. I don't think he's going to get the yards. I think he's got to get the touchdowns. Yeah, which he just historically doesn't no. do. No, he so, doesn't. I mean, in a PPR league, maybe worth a, a shot deep league. But otherwise, he's going to be inconsistent. He's going to be a lot more fun to watch in football games than he is to play in your lineup. Yeah. I mean, in a standard league, you're banking on yards. You're saying he's getting 80, 90 yards. That's okay. That's a low end okay for me for a flex. I know a lot of people want 10 points. I'm looking for somebody to boom. I guess it depends on who you're playing, but that particular week in your league, what you need, but it's not enough for me. Yeah, he's a guy. I'm waiting to see how this offense shakes out. I just couldn't believe I saw him in some – Wide receiver two spots. I said, God, things have gotten rough for you guys. Right. Season hadn't even started. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> but a lot of guys are really high on them. I'm not. That's about all I got for start sit. Anybody else you want to mention this week? Um, not really. I mean, there's some guys with really tough matchups here. Moncrief and Washington are two of them. Okay. Because they play the Steelers. One of them is going to be matched up on Stephon Gilmore. Ooh. Yeah. That kind of answers our question with them, boys. Yeah. We were already yeah. out on them. Definitely. Just so big exclamation point. Stay away know, from them, boys. Tyrell Williams is another guy I'm sitting this week. He's matched up against Chris Harris. Yeah. In Denver. That's a tough matchup. Sammy Watkins is a guy. He's going to be matched up against A.J. Bouye on Jacksonville. That I not starting him, mm-hmm. so Larry Fitz even has a somewhat hard matchup in Detroit. Okay. Justin Coleman, so we will see how okay. some of that shakes out. Juju, Juju, you're starting Juju first of all, but yep. Juju's even got a tough matchup. He's he's going to be on Jason McCourty, and you know Bill Belichick's going to try to take him away. Yes, but you're starting him. And, you know, the the you're banking on Juju getting away, getting that one big one. 
And you start your studs. It's what you do in fantasy football. Big Ben's really good at reading the defense. He he'll just you're hoping one or two plays he can see something, change it, and Juju will break free. Yep. So, man, a lot to talk about. I tell you what, I cannot wait for Thursday night football. Just thrilled to death. They kicked me out of the beach. Told me I had to come back. Mandatory evacuation. Come back here. All, all upset, had to cut my vacations short, but now I'm ready for football. Absolutely. All right, you guys enjoy the games, Thursday night football, Woo. Chicago, Green Bay. We're getting it rolling over here. Stay tuned for more from the Oracle. We'll have some breakdowns and previews every week. Your start sits. Got some of these wide receiver corner matchups. Got some of the over-unders. Got some waiver wire picks you can preemptively go after. Keep tuning in. We'll have some exciting stuff for you. We'll be getting the winer line going starting next week. I want your phone calls. I want your voicemails. I want your messages. I want to know what ruined your week. We'll just we'll all sit down together. We'll let it out. <laughs> Somebody disappointed you. Somebody busted. We'll get it out and we'll move forward. But we'll do it in a fun way. Let you know you're not the only one that had that disappointment. It is fantasy football. We'll have fun with it. All right. Have a good one, guys. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Oracle Fantasy Football Podcast. To stay up to date on all things fantasy football, make sure you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the Oracle Pod.